0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Christian, and with me always is the short round to my indie. Say hey tone. Hey guys.
1: Hey, Dr. Jones, no time for love. Yeah, there's no time for love, Dr. Jones. Hey, Dr. Jones, no time for love. <laughs> yeah, we're back, man. Episode 65. Three weeks in a row, we're giving you a new Proton Pack. It is uh snowing. Yes, it is <laughs> it is April. And it is still snowing here in Colorado, man. Yeah.
0: How are you snowing. doing? Snowing for you, not for me, luckily. No, it's beautiful outside and uh, just another reason for you to come back home. But uh, all that uh, being said, you know what? Let's go ahead and roll into, as we do each and every show, with our shameless plugs. It's shameless plug time. It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty girl oh, wow. gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money is cool. Money is cool. Speaking of which, something we talk about each show is Rough Riders, local 501c3 dog rescue nonprofit. Here out of the northern Nevada area, dedicated to the transport of dogs from the rural areas where they may not have a second chance. We transport them into the metro area here, work with local shelters and rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life. If you guys want more information, if you want to donate, head over to roughriders.org. That's org, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Roughriders saves. Now, with that one out of the way, Tony and I do a morning show daily called the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Tony, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about that?
1: Yeah, so we do a thing here on Phoenix Media where you're watching this. Uh, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Uh, we have topics of entertainment, comedy, sports, music, and more so christian and i we do that every weekday morning from 8 a.m 10 a.m pacific standard time you can catch it out and if you can't catch us live you can check us out on youtube um you can watch us there you can also listen on any podcast platform that you get your podcast there's about 20 and all google stitcher anchor breaker geezer dozer 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 (laughs) bozer and all that other stuff no seriously there's 20 different ones we're on amazon you can catch us out share us um, cause as we always say, sharing is caring, um, check us out. It's a fun, fun, fun show. Always enjoy doing it with you. And, uh, we hope you
0: guys tune in and check us out. Exactly. It's a daily variety show. You get a little bit of the geeky, nerdy stuff that we do here, but not quite on the same scale. So uh, a little bit different, a little more comedy oriented. And then finally, if you've been listening to the show over the last couple of weeks, well, you've been listening to uh, the Loot Crate commercials that uh, we've been playing. Loot Crate is our new affiliate sponsor. And uh, Loot Crate, if you don't know, is a geeky Monthly subscription box that uh, is delivered to your doorstep each month, full of t shirts and collectibles and figurines and all sorts of things based on whatever genre you pick. Could be film and TV, comic books, uh, wrestling, horror, so many things to choose from. If you want to get your own loot crate, monthly subscription box. Go in and head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate. That's L-O-O Loot Crate. C-R-A-T-E. And uh, you'll recognize that little uh, Gollum voice because Tony did all of the voices for the commercial, which is super awesome. All right. With it was the, fun to do, man. With the shameless plugs out of the way, let's roll into our discussion of you know the ongoing Disney Plus series that's on right now. We're talking this one. Yes, if you recognize it, it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We just had Episode 5 titled Truth this past week. And I don't know about you, Tone, but uh, it felt sort of like the calm before the storm. We know that next episode is Episode 6. This one, there were a lot of montages of uh, fixing boats and uh, learning uh, Caps Frisbee. But uh, other than that, there were a few fun little drops, really action-packed at the beginning, obviously, as they capture John Walker. But, uh, you know, we got introduced to a new character played by uh, Julia Luis dreyfus And again, if you are listening to this and you haven't watched it yet, maybe earmuffs. But uh, we know that that character later on from the comic books becomes Madame Hydra. So, you know, a nice little drop there. But it was a little bit of a slow episode, in my opinion. Like I said, I think ramping up for what we're going to be expecting here on Episode 6 this coming Friday. What did you think, Tom?
1: I like. I like the way you put that, a little bit of a calm before the storm. Um, I didn't like it all that much. It was okay. It wasn't the best episode. This was probably one I would have put in episode three or four, kind of as a story build. Um, I know you kind of had to put John Walker through the ringer a bit, but I felt like it was just kind of rushed. Like, oh, my God, he did that bad thing last week, and then all of a sudden we're just, you know, that awesome fight that was great. A great way to kick it off the fight between Bucky, uh, Sam and, uh, Walker. That was awesome. Um, him trying to justify what he did. I liked all that. I give that a thumbs up and then it just drops. It's like, we rush. We're like all of a sudden, okay, he's going to court and they're pardoning him. They're giving him an honorable discharge. He doesn't like it. And then you kind of introduce and, and thank God you tell me who, you know, Elaine is playing. Cause I had no <laughs> idea who she was when I watched it. I, i had no idea so if you're not a up and if you don't know who the character is that surprise wasn't as impactful um until you go back and you watch the easter eggs and stuff but i do like speaking of easter eggs at the end him building his own little shield which he's going to find is not near as good because it's not vibranium and i don't like the send-off they gave zemo i I, kind of a waste and what the hell is sharon carter's purpose
0: Right. And I think we'll find that out in episode six. You know, with Julia louis Dreyfus's uh, cameo, I know that she was supposed to have a bigger introduction in uh, Black Widow, in the Black Widow movie, which, um, you know, time-wise obviously didn't work out. So, you know, we sort of get her out of the blue here. But if they had released Black Widow in the first place… It wouldn't have been so jarring, but uh, yeah. I,
1: I think the finale, like you said, will be great, but this episode just kind of fell flat for me.
0: Right. And I'm hoping that we do get a little more Zemo.
1: Yes, because that if that was it, man, what a lame send-off. I
0: know, I know. Well, folks, that does it for our discussion of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. When we come back, we're headed into TV news. Won't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Oh, my
1: process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Aha, uh-huh. it's the Loot Crate subscription box. Yeah, with an exclusive loop. On surprises to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. ha uh-huh. <laughs> ha. From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Loot Crate Box, what's with today, huh? Rouses! With cuts starting as large as 11 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate! Dig it!
0: folks, the proton pack podcast before the break, we finished up our discussion on Falcon and winter soldier episode five. And yeah, you know, we are looking forward to that episode six coming up. And then after that, I think we're venturing into the bad batch, right?
1: Bad batch is next. That'll run us till June when we get Loki, Loki. I'm stoked about, I, I can't, oh. that one looks like on par with WandaVision.
0: Looks so I know,
1: good. I know Falcon winter soldier hasn't been a real, Six, hasn't been a hit with all Marvel fans. I mean, you and I like it, which is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this—if this episode was like the one to bring your friends into, probably not a good one to exactly. get jazzed about. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, folks, as we do each and every show, let's go ahead and kick things off with TV news. Bazinga! Call! Oh! The cream of the crop. <laughs> hey, baby. Whoopee. Let's go, Bob. Excellent. Hail to the king, baby. Cowabunga. Well, folks, if you've been saving your vials of holy water for a special occasion, now might be the time to empty your inventory. If you're saying, what the hell are you talking about? Well, it's been reported by deadline that the upcoming 10-episode fourth season of Netflix's anime series Castlevania will be its last. However, before you start... I like it before you start wielding your whip in rage and casting spare spells willy nilly. It's been said that Netflix is developing a new series set in the same Castlevania universe featuring an entirely new cast of characters. Castlevania fans had their doubts about the series when it first aired in July 2017, but soon discovered that the show meant business. Not only was it true to Castlevania's video game lore, but it also had all the action you could want in a gothic fantasy series. The series was created by author and once beloved comic book creator Warren Ellis. Ellis wrote the show in addition to serving as an executive producer. However, Ellis's time on the show would soon come to an end. Last summer, Ellis was accused of sexual misconduct allegations and was taken off the show. So he denied claims, Ellis was not recovered from the allegations, or he has not recovered from the allegations, and has all but disappeared from the public spotlight. It's also worth noting that he will not be involved with any new projects spinning out of the Castlevania universe. Now, Tony, you and I have talked about this in the past. We know it exists, haven't really watched it. Uh, The anime style for me is always a little hard to watch anyway, but I know people love Castlevania on Netflix.
1: Yeah. It's popular. I've, I watched one episode. I didn't really get into it. It, That was about it. (laughs) That that was my take on it. Um, I really liked the video games growing up. Um, and I even kind of dug the annoying Simon Belmont and Captain in the game master. But, uh, (laughs) that, 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 that's about the extent of Castlevania for me. Um, you know, I think, uh, to go ahead and continue it on as, uh, yeah, I guess spinoffs and stuff is great for the fans. Um, I mean, hey, if it's got a good following this far and they've been meaning business, then I think that's a great thing. I, yeah. It's uh, you got a different showrunner since that guy was a dirty birdie, and uh, <laughs> I guess you got to go a different direction right there. So, uh, yeah. but overall, I think for fans of the show, that's a good. It's a good move, you know. For you and I personally, I couldn't tell you. I watched the one episode and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, it, it wasn't enough for me to want to sit down and watch more. So,
0: Right. Well, we know that Netflix, uh, you know, they're trying to keep their series to about three episodes. So going a full fourth episode is more than they normally do. And the fact that it's getting a spinoff, you know, it goes even that much further. So good for Yeah. Them. Yeah, it's good. I mean,
1: it's like the games. The games kind of went off to different series too. You know, it always followed a different Belmont. And then it just took a story of its own. Like it's just, it's a franchise, but there's always – the basics, you know, it's like right. Hunt Dracula or the Vampires, and uh, there's always some different story for the hunters. So, you know, kudos on them; they can
0: keep it going. There you go. Yeah, and you know, if when it comes to the Castlevania series, uh, I'd rather spend a half hour playing the Castlevania games than probably watching the anime. That's just yeah, about. absolutely. They always had good music too. That they did. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on from Netflix over to the CW. Dominic Purcell has had a very emotional weekend. The actor took to his Instagram in a since-deleted post to announce that he is leaving DC's Legends of Tomorrow ahead of the sixth season, and it didn't sound like things were ending on a civil note between Purcell and the CW. Purcell, who plays Mick Rory Heatwave, on the show, announced on Friday that he has no interest in returning to the regular series. From there, Purcell got pretty personal about his exit, and he certainly didn't mince words. He said, deal isn't done. I have no interest. Whatever cash they throw on the corporate level. I'm walking away from CW Legends of Tomorrow. It's been a total pleasure and a humbling experience bringing DC Comics iconic character Heatwave, also known as McRory, to life. I smash this character. Not an actor in the world could have done better. The studio does not care. The actors' work ethic and talent must give them the confidence to question authority. Much love to all. It's not lost on me how very fortunate I am. And now, Tone, I know uh, you really didn't follow the CW Arrowverse shows. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, I think I got through the first three seasons. And it's fun to see some of the you know characters on the fringes of DC being pulled into this. Dominic Purcell did a great, great job. And uh, he was also part of... Um, uh, the duo between him and captain cold, bringing back his co-star from um, prison break, Wentworth Miller, but Wentworth Miller exited after the first season. And so you didn't get that same sort of dynamic anymore. So, you know, who knows what happened behind the scenes, but uh, you know, hopefully Dominic Purcell uh, recovers and we'll see him in more geeky, nerdy things in the future.
1: Yeah. Wish him well. Um, did not watch legends of tomorrow. So I can't comment on his performance. I, I trust you. Cause I know you did watch it. Um, On an exit, I probably would have went a different way about it. I probably wouldn't have. I would have just kept it with I'm humble. I'm no longer going to be playing the role. Thank you, fans. Good luck. And I would have just took the high road, left it. I probably wouldn't have put the – it doesn't doesn't matter how much money they throw at me. I'm not doing it, which just means like there's some internal stuff. And I think you create bigger things sometimes that way. You know, his fans and stuff may boycott the show, which – in turn, hurts the rest of the cast and stuff. If you got a personal beef, you know, that's, it sucks. It happens with every aspect of life and jobs, but it's better to keep that stuff behind the scenes and not out in the open. It's not exactly. something people need to know about, you know, just, you want to go and just say, you know, we have created differences. I'm going to go a different way. I wish them well. That's That's more than adequate. That's fine. You're not putting anything down. You're just Created differences, they happen. You have a different vision for the character and where you want it to go. And they have a vision where they want it to go. And ultimately it's their show. They're gonna dictate where it goes. And if you don't want to get on board, you go a different way. That's 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 just my take on it for not knowing much about it, so.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great take. And then, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, unless there is something that the public truly needs to know about that interaction between him and the studio, keep it to yourself you know it's it just let people know i've i've loved the character i've loved being this character for all the fans all these years thank you for a great time i'm moving on that's it. yeah simple all right well speaking of moving on here is the biggest rumor to come out of pretty much everything recently that uh, i am super excited about and i know you will be too two-tone if you haven't read this hey bub why don't you grab oh, yourself yeah. a six-pack and do some stretches before engaging in a fastball special because Marvel's Wolverine is rumored to be headed to Disney+. Plus. Now, don't go popping your claws just yet. In fact, you're going to want uh, Krakoa to manifest a big mound of salt for this one. little reference to the comic books there. According to that hashtag show's exclusive report, Marvel is in early development on an anthology-style Wolverine series for Disney+. You're already skeptical. We can feel it, and as you should be, because these types of stories rarely pan out. However, let's assure for, a, or sorry, assume for a moment that this rumor is legit and see what the story is. Today's report says that each season of Wolverine will focus on a particular story within Wolverine's mythos. Think American Horror Story or lore, but with an immortal Canadian badass uh, with a height complex. I like that in that hashtag shows report. Nick Santos says that sources close to the project have expressed how difficult it's been to bring the X-Men into the MCU. This is why they're opting to introduce one of the team's flagship characters Wolverine before allowing the team to run wild in the MCU. Again, this is all one big rumor at this stage of the game. So be sure to temper your expectations, be that as it, it may Marvel may, uh, could go on, uh, Boy, words are hard. Marvel could go many ways with Wolverine, seeing as he's such a rich character, both in personality and story. There's Weapon X Wolverine, Ronan Wolverine, Xavier Institute Wolverine, Angry Drunk Wanderer Wolverine. The list goes on. Based on the rumors tone, uh, what's your take? Let's go, bub.
1: Oh, man. When I read that this morning, I was excited. I think that's a got me thinking. That's almost probably one of the best ways. I think you slowly you slowly start to introduce mutants into the MCU. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, you know, they're going to need the X-Men movie where they unite, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to slowly introduce characters in their own way and how they get in there. Maybe tie in an MCU character here and there. They had the perfect opportunity with Quicksilver and WandaVision and they pissed that one away. (laughs) They dropped, that was like the one WandaVision uh, reveal that I really was disappointed with. Like, that would have been perfect. Like it could have well, been an alternate world with messing with the time realm and the multiverse. It would have been a good way to get him in. Um, you kind of had a little droppage in uh Falcon and winter soldier with, uh, what is it? Madipur, Madripoor, Madripoor. That's, uh, it's a town where Wolverine is notorious for it's where he went in hiding for a while. He frequented, yeah. uh, the bars and stuff there. And, uh, there's this there's little things and i think if you have a show to give it proper time to develop that character perfect we don't need another wolverine origins movie but hell maybe a wolverine origins tv show kind of gets him and then shows him where he gets the x-men i don't know how you go about doing it but i i would love this uh for multiple x-men characters i'd love to see a gambit one uh uh You could do anything, really. Wolverine would be awesome. But little characters, too, just to get people excited. And then when you unite them as the X-Men,
0: it's just great. You have more time to tell the story. It'd be so cool. And it would be a huge drop if in this final uh, episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up that they introduced Wolverine. Because, you know, we mentioned Madripoor. We mentioned uh, in last week's episode, they've got uh, the Patch Accord, which wolverine was known as patch in uh, while he was there and we know that uh, he was an ally of captain america's for a number of storylines so if they drop that that would be a huge bomb that would just blow people's minds it would be awesome we will see we will see but folks that does it for tv news when we come back after the break it's time for movies we'll talk to you then Welcome back, folks, to the Proton Pack podcast. We just finished talking TV news on the other side of the break. Now it is time for movies. Before we get to that movie news, let's go ahead and run down the weekend box office. Well, it's no surprise that uh, remaining at number one at the top of the box office is Godzilla vs. Kong with another $7.7 million. Ooh. <laughs> Making lots and lots of money it has a domestic total of 80.5 million. The worldwide total right now is estimated at uh, 390.2 million. Well, making back its money, and of course, it's oh. no sign of stopping. Maybe until next weekend, where we get uh, Mortal Kombat, though.
1: Yeah, but another WB movie. I was gonna do the ka sound soundbite, but I didn't have it, so I just give you the ding-ding. <laughs> That's all I had for you. But and it's, Tony, uh, it's a good yeah. I did go see it, yeah. Yeah, what did you yeah, think? Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's your ka-ching button.
0: Ka-ching.
1: Wow. Um, it was enjoyable, man. I I like the story. I mean, I it's a good thing I watched uh King of Monsters and uh Skull Island before cuz I did understand some of the character stuff. Some I didn't, but uh that's okay. You know, the only qualm I would say in the movie that I didn't like was the Transformer Mechazilla. That's it. it was it was a little too Transformer-y for me, but uh, otherwise, pretty damn good movie.
0: Yeah, the action sequences were fun. You know, you don't go in expecting Oscar performances. You go in expecting no. a big budget action popcorn flick, which is exactly what it was.
1: Yeah, you can't get wrapped into thinking like, hey, they're destroying cities. They're all bad guys.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Second place this weekend was the R-rated thriller Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk with the uh, – Ooh, John Wick style action brought another two point five million, bringing its uh, worldwide total to thirty four point five. Not huge numbers, but enough to make its money back. That's still good. Still good, right there. Exactly. Still Mm, drop. Still in third place was the supernatural thriller The Unholy, starring Negan, at two point zero six million, bringing its domestic total to (gasps) (laughs) 9.56. All right,
1: million. (laughs) <laughs>
0: in fourth place ryan the last dragon uh you know another 1.9 million <gasps> but it's not uh hurting at the box office has a little over 100 million worldwide and of course we have no idea what Premier access brought in for it so uh oh, it, i would imagine it's quite that. a
1: bit yeah
0: exactly fifth place hanging in there strong is the movie that you and i both love tone tom and jerry uh, yep I'm just we
1: kidding. speak high about it yeah it's the movie you and I will both never see, but I got to give it respect, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give it the props. I can't, I say it every week. I can't crap on that movie. It's, it was kind of the one that kickstart the box office. So.
0: Doing well. It's doing well. Respect. well it, brought, it brought another 1.09 million bring its domestic total to 42.5 worldwide total to 105.3 million. So, uh, yeah, the respect has to be there.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, whether we like it or not, I mean, it's just it's doing good. So good, good for it. But I'm sure the movie itself is
0: well. And rounding out the top ten is Voyagers with a seven hundred ninety thousand dollars over the weekend. The Girl Who Believes in Miracles five hundred sixty one thousand in the Earth with five hundred six thousand. Not familiar with what that one is. Um, the Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch at four hundred sixty two thousand, and the crew's hanging in there. A new age with three hundred and ten thousand. Damn, it's doing pretty well. But as I mentioned, Mortal Kombat is coming out this weekend. I expect it to be number one, and it's already brought in nineteen point two million uh, internationally, uh, even though it hasn't been released here yet.
1: That's good. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to see what new trailers it has. That was uh, one thing I really missed. Like I see the trailers online and stuff, but being in the theater again yesterday was it was great to see the. The trailers yep. and there was even like you know movies you haven't heard of but there was also those old the other ones it felt good to be again like huh, that, that gave away everything or Oof, <laughs> yeah this looks bad or I forgot about this this looks good
0: yeah one of my favorite parts of the movie going experience is just seeing the trailers and figuring out you know what you're going to see down the road but uh, definitely yeah. nice it, to be
1: back in now. the heights right or Washington Heights
0: oh that's that oh man I'm so excited for that <laughs> Well, folks, that does it for the box office report. With that being said, let's roll into the movie news. And here we go. Are you the key master? Back it up, fuzzball. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. This baby hits 88 miles per hour. We're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, Great gonna, Scott, Marty! Serious <laughs> shit. Well, this first article in Movie News I sent over to Tony, he hadn't seen it yet, and uh, he had about pretty much the same expression that I did when I saw it, but uh, Vin Diesel has been lined up to star in and produce a live-action movie version of the tabletop boxing game Rock'em, Sock'em Robots at Universal Pictures. What in the actual ass? Right? (laughs) Tell Films is also behind the project, with writer Ryan Engel, uh, whose test was screened writing duties, the film version will follow a father and son who form an unlikely bond with an advanced war machine. Given the fact that the game Rock'em Sock'em Robots doesn't have a backstory to speak of, we're assuming that a lot of liberties will be taken to bring this game to life. Mattel has been in the works on many live-action adaptations of their games and toy IPs. Mattel Films is also behind the Barbie movie, Barney, Hot Wheels, and Magic 8-Ball. Mattel is also already working with Universal Pictures on a feature version of the 90s series uh, Wishbone. Needless to say, Mattel is wasting no time bringing some of their more popular IPs to the big screen. Um, you know, there's a lot of liberties that they can take with this tone, but uh, what was the Hugh Jackman movie where it was essentially Rock 'em Sock 'em Robots?
1: Oh, that was uh, dang it. I'm going to cheat and look on uh, Real, steel.
0: Old,
1: Real Steel. Real Steel. You beat me.
0: Yeah, so uh, it just it, yeah that's
1: pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know, man. They, I guess if you come up with a good script, maybe. Yeah, on paper, it sounds freaking terrible.
0: Yeah. It sounds awful. And, you know, it's universal. It's Vin Diesel. You know it's going to be over the top like the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Uh, can they make it entertaining? We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it'll have a lot to do with robot. You know, it'll be... Pretty similar. It'll probably look like that robot from that crappy Jake Paul boxing fight that was over the weekend. Do you see that big ass robot that like followed him to the ring?
0: I did. That was
1: ridiculous. I, I, I never heard of Jake Paul till this last weekend, but it seemed like uh jabroni. He looked like he won the biggest fight of his life. He looked like he beat like some like hey. bum off the street. It was like, do we actually watch that crap?
0: He beat some other pudgy YouTube star. Who cares? Yeah.
1: Yeah, there there was a Rock'em Sock'em Robot. I I bet that movie will probably be better than that fight.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move on from Rock'em Sock'em Robots to a guy who kicks ass. Lucasfilm has announced that Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been cast in the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones movie. Oh, Waller that's Bridges
1: for Dr. Jones! Yep. Hold Waller on, ready? we go for what?
0: <laughs> While Waller-Bridge's involvement in the film has been officially uh, announced, no mention has been made by Lucasfilm about who she will play. Presumably, as the first major new cast member announced, though, and considering Waller-Bridge's profile, she will be one of the film's lead characters. I'm thrilled to be starting a new adventure, collaborating with a dream team of all-time great filmmakers, said the film's director, James Mangold, in a statement issued by Lucasfilm. Stephen, Harrison, Kathy, Frank, and John are all artistic heroes of mine. When you add Phoebe, a dazzling actor, brilliant creative voice, and the chemistry she will undoubtedly bring to the set, I can't help but feel as lucky as Indiana Jones himself. Uh, we're going to see John Williams return uh, to score the cast for it. And uh, as they mentioned, Steven Spielberg will not be directing this outing for it, which will be the first. But it's in good hands with James, James uh, Mangold, who did uh, Logan, The Wolverine, uh, a very good, competent director. What are your thoughts, Tone?
1: Oh, hopefully it's good. I kind of feel like it's poor poor Harrison Ford's a little too old for it. But maybe it'll be good, good script. Because, I mean, we think about when he came back with, you know, the, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It was not that great, you know. <laughs> And that was probably, what, 10, 15 years ago at this point now when that one came out?
0: Yeah, it's been I a while. Could, I
1: could be wrong. I don't know when that one came out. It was, the, it was in the early two, mid to early 2000s. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I, let, let me just be honest. Getting, getting another Indiana Jones on paper sounds awesome. But I just don't know because it's going to obviously it's not going to be Harrison Ford handing the mantle out to keep the franchise alive. Like this is the last last one. This is the exactly. final chapter. I don't know.
0: Uh, I've got some thoughts on all that that we can dive into in a future show. But uh, yeah. you know, there are some ways that they can go. But an 80-year-old Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. I'm I'm,
1: skep- I'm way skeptical, way. man. I yep. will I see it. Yes. Will I be excited when the trailer drops? Yes. Uh, do I have a lot of faith in it? Not really.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of trailers dropping, there was a brand new Marvel trailer that dropped today, and we're going to go ahead and play it for you before we head into our final commercial break. You know, it's uh, something we've been waiting on, something we've been waiting to see for a while, and it is the brand new trailer for Shang. <laughs> well, and kidding. the legend of the ten rings. Here we go.
1: I wonder if that's the wall that Tim Nidell punched.
0: <laughs> I gave you ten years to live your life. You see me rise. And where did that get you? <laughs> You. Dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you. Son, it's time for you to take your place by my side. The well, there's five of the ten rings. That's not going to happen. Oh, my. Who, you really are.
1: who are you <laughs> We make a good team.
0: Uh, Exactly. It looks good. You know, uh, Tony and I both talked about this beforehand. We don't know much about Shang-Chi. You know, the Mandarin, obviously, we're going to see sort of a retcon on what they did with him in Iron Man 3. It's cool to see that the ten rings aren't going to be rings on the fingers, but, you know, like uh, almost a gauntlet for each arm. And, uh, you know, you get that uh, typical comic relief meets awesome action. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Tone. What about you? Yeah, it looks like a badass kung fu movie to me. Like,
1: again, it's Marvel. So I have good faith and trust in that. And they're really good at taking characters we don't know and making them into characters we know and love. So... Um, I'll embrace it, but I don't know anything about Shang Chi. I've heard of the Mandarin, obviously, but as far as the story goes, it's going to be just going in blindly, which is which is a good thing. So,
0: well, and folks, uh, we are headed into our final break. Talking video game news, but if you want this trailer or any of our uh, other stories, head over to our Facebook page at Proton Pack Podcast. We'll be back in just a few. We are back to the Proton Pack Podcast and we are to our final segment of the show, which typically means video game news. But before we get there, I wanted to run down a quick thing about, uh, well, you know, you could call it toys, you could call it apparel. It is uh, geeky nerdy without being TV, movie, or video games. Well, with Earth Day just around the corner to celebrate. Loot Crate announced its limited edition Captain Planet capsule collection. The collection captures both 1990s nostalgia and environmentalism with 10% of the profits going to support the Captain Planet Foundation. And For every complete collection sold, Loot Crate will plant a tree. Each shirt costs $25 and can be purchased direct from Loot Crate's site. According to Loot Crate, the shirts are made f- uh, are made of an eco-friendly material and contain 70% recycled materials. Captain Planet, for those either too young or too old to remember, was a superhero summoned by the collective powers of five kids in order to stave off Ooh. threats like pollution. Each kid was a whole <laughs> of, Was That's a whole all, just
1: one. I okay. think they're
0: one-offs. There you go. <laughs> be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bearing an element of Captain Planets, powers, as you've been hearing from Tone, Earth, wind, water, fire, and the worst of them all. Heart! Heart! Heart. Heart. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet! And folks, if it is something that you want to pick up... (laughs) Go ahead and do it through us at Phoenix Media. Go to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and help us out a little bit. And it helps uh, with our show. It helps them out. And you can get your uh, Loot Crate monthly subscription boxes there as well. And it also helps the... (laughs) (laughs) It does help the
1: earth. (laughs) Earth. Give it a little... But don't burn it with that. (laughs) the power is yours. I don't think it says that, but
0: Uh, having too much fun there, Tom. Yeah, that (laughs) one's fun. All right. With that being said, let's roll into our final bit of news. Yes. We're talking video games. Hey man, you want to play some video games? Well, in video game news, you know we knew that uh, last month we lost mario uh, ninety nine which was a fun sort of uh, uh what would you call it Battle royale to see who could last the longest oh. with uh, ninety nine concurrent games of super Mario brothers well, this it was month, it was
1: a fun game for
0: sure, but it really was,
1: but he died
0: he'd go bye bye
1: <laughs> he'd be done
0: well. To fill that void, we've seen Pac-Man 99 now come out and be released, very similar to Tetris 99, Super Mario. And I said 99, I meant 35, where, uh, you know, you play 99 concurrent games of Pac-Man to uh, go against and see if you can get into that top spot. Apparently, there is a $30 DLC sold with it as well. Um, I personally haven't explored the game yet, Tone, but uh, I know you have, if you wouldn't mind giving just a little review of Pac-Man 99.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you play against, obviously, 98 other players, yourself included. So there's 99 um, <clears throat> and there's so much going on. So you have all the little screens going and for like every ghost you get, it shoots a little Pac-Man into their guy to slow you down and vice versa. So you can attack all the other people. There's a lot that goes on. I just focus on the table and you got to go real quick, get your power pellets. Eat the ghosts and then get the fruit so you can get the next table, so you can get more ghosts. The whole point is just keep it going. It's fast paced, it's doesn't feel repetitive. It's a lot of fun. The highest I made was fifth.
0: Interesting. So, okay.
1: yeah. When when I played Mario 35, the best I could do was top two. I never won, but I was top two <laughs> once. Um and Tetris, I was number three once. Okay. Um they're hard. The battle royal games are hard. It's hard to survive because at the end, it just, you know, it just becomes you and the other person, but the levels are ramped up so much at that point that you've got so much character. So like Tetris is always throwing blocks at you. Mario always had new characters in the level that you had to go, whether it's a Goomba or Koopa Troopas. And then Pac-Man, it's not so much the ghost you got to worry about, it's the other Pac-Mans. They slow you down, and then there's these red Pac-Mans that come up. If Ooh. you touch them, you're done. Yeah, if you touch the red Pac-Man, you toast. So interesting. You have to be very careful, but it's very fast paced and it's a lot of fun. And it's free. I don't know what the DLC comes with. Uh I just play the free version because I'm cheap and
0: <laughs> why not? Right. And why drop 30 bucks on another Pac-Man game when you can mo- play it mostly for three, for free?
1: Yeah. For free. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You Pac-Man's been around for so long and it's it's like anything else. New ways to keep Pac-Man going while taking the same formula, and they do a good job with this.
0: <laughs> well, let's go from one classic video game to a classic style video game. A couple episodes ago, we dropped the launch trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Well, we know now that it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Nid- <coughs> excuse me. Nintendo announced on Wednesday during the company's Indie World Showcase. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtle game from Dotemu and Tribute Games was nestled among the other indies featured during the event with a gameplay trailer released alongside the news to introduce people to the game if you missed the initial announcement trailer from last month. The game still doesn't have a set release date, which is kind of a bummer, but it's supposed to come to the Nintendo Switch, other consoles, and the PC platform at some point this year. Tony, I know you're excited for it. Uh, The fact that it's coming to the Switch, is, is that the platform you're getting it on?
1: Uh, I'm actually going to to get it for two. I'm going to get it for the Switch, and I'm also going to get it on the Xbox. The reason why I get it for the Xbox for the achievements and all that stuff, and um, but the reason why I get it for the uh, for the um, Nintendo Switch is to play it with you, my uncle, that have Switches and stuff. Uh, and on the main, go, yeah. The main reason why I get it on the Xbox though is I think the online will be a little better to play with other people versus Nintendo. Um, But I will get it for both. I'll support uh, Dotemu and Tribute Games. They're small, like, indie uh, developers. Uh, Real cool story I read about them earlier was they were both in the market to make an Ninja Turtle game. Nickelodeon had already said, hey, Tribute's already kind of on board. And they're like, what if we just put it together? And turns out they're fans in the show. They were really inspired by Turtles in Time. That was one of their favorite arcade games. They love the original arcade game. So... Hell yes, this is a this is one I have no problem getting on multiple
0: systems. Which would be very cool. No word on what the price point is going to be either, no. but I'd assume twenty to thirty bucks.
1: I, I'd imagine it'd be a twenty nine ninety nine game, and I'd yeah. be okay paying that. Um, yeah. It'd be one of those games that I have no doubt, based off the looks and feel, that it's going to be a fun, fun game.
0: I absolutely agree. Now, speaking of fun and uh, moving on to our last story of the show, Con- uh, ComCam, well, it is late in the day, Capcom. Uh, Capcom! Just threw A whole slew of Resident Evil information with the Resident Evil Showcase and not only gave us a new look at the upcoming Resident Evil Village and shared that a new demo is on the way, but it also officially revealed that Resident Evil 4 VR will soon make its way to Oculus Quest 2. Now, uh, Resident Evil 4 in VR, I can only imagine how creepy that's going to be. I mean, between the sound, the scary, the jump scares, that'll be so much fun. Resident Evil Village looks amazing. I don't know if you've seen the latest story trailer tone. Looks beautiful. It takes a departure away from what we know the Resident Evil series to be. And uh, it's going to be awesome. And then uh, we know that Resident Evil Mercenaries returns in Resident Evil Village, which uh, that was part of Resident Evil 3. Uh, It's a time trial mode that, uh, you know, basically is just another thing to bring more value to the game itself. When it comes out, Tone, are you getting Resident Evil Village?
1: No, not right away. I'll wait. As you should with most Capcom games, they all go on sale. And then... You get them at a discount. Um, if you're a big fan, I would recommend it. I just bought uh Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 for the Xbox. It was on sale for 15 bucks. So five bucks a game. I mean, you could be, but holy crap, Resident Evil 4, terrible. Controls are awful. Oh, really? So bad, man. Not what I remember them being. They're I know you can go to the menus and change it, but God, it just reminds me of the old PlayStation Tomb Raider game. And I'm just like, <laughs> the, right. the game was great, but the controls are so bad. And I, I constantly die that I'm just like, I'll never fucking play this game again. I totally just have
0: That's all right. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, there's one, but me. yeah, freaking yeah. But go back and bleep that one out. But uh, yeah, no the resident evil games though, they get better and better. And uh I can tell you five and six, though, they play much better, and those were way more enjoyable. But four, woof.
0: <laughs> not so
1: so much. Oculus, no, not a good choice. I would have put a different Resident Evil game for Oculus.
0: All right. Well, if you're a fan of the Oculus and uh, you do play the game, let us know on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash proton pack podcast. That's where you can get everything <laughs> proton pack or head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash FedEx, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's late in the day. Phoenix media.us forward slash proton is. pack. That's all I got tone. Uh, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Again, thank you
1: guys for watching and listening and uh, continue to support this podcast This new episode drops every Tuesday. We record it for you, the fans, please continue to like subscribe, share. Leave us comments, participate in any of the stories you saw today. Let us know. Are you excited for Resident Evil uh, on the Oculus or Resident Evil uh, Village? It's the eighth one. Um, Let us know. We'd like to know. How about Ninja Turtles? Whatever we talked about, please let us know. And also check us out weekdays on the Phoenix radio show and follow along and uh, let us know what you want to hear. Other than that, thank you for the love
0: and support and uh, peace. All right, folks, that does it. We will see you all next week. I am. Hasta la vista, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! Now we we Mommy,
1: where's Fluffy? Goodbye.